everyone. I'm Moya, and it's now time for How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. And guys, look, Miss M.I.A. herself, she's back. Georgia, how you doing? Uh-oh. Okay, Georgia, come back in when you can. Um, <laughs> That's, What a way to start the show. <laughs> We had Georgia and we lost her. <laughs> oh my gosh, she cleared her throat and she like poofed away like genie or something like that. But anyway, she'll be back. Cause uh, and it's not funny. Poor Georgia, she's been going through it, man. She's falling apart. Okay, here we go. She's back. Here we are. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. My I said she poofed out like genie or something like that. That was so you cleared your throat and just ghosted us. Well, anyway, <laughs> we are so glad to have you back, Miss Georgia. I was just telling people pray prayers for Georgia. She is falling apart on us, guys. <laughs> I don't enjoy being decrepit like this. Good <laughs> grief! But I'm I'm fighting my way back, everybody. I am. That's right. That's right. So we're glad to have you back. Shout out to the Ultimate Fashion Histories and Fashion Fridays. Norman Ballinger for uh, holding it down for Georgia while she she was gone. And um, he will we'll see Norman again probably in December because uh, we're going to do jewel robbery then. He was like, let me know when you do jewel robbery because that's when I'm coming back. I'm like, all right, cool. And hopefully we'll get Tom and some of the rest of the um some of the rest of the pages. So we actually we love to have some of the other pages that we're with. Um Silver the Silver Screen, um Oasis, uh gosh, William Powell, Myrna Lloyd, uh I'm going uh, the uh, I'm going blanks, but guys, we have so many wonderful um of course Betty Davis page, Joan Crawford's uh loving Joan Crawford. There's so, so many film fatales, film noir, just um black reels and uh back step back in the time. I mean just many, 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 many. So uh I plan to sit down and like go through a live, we're gonna experiment, go through all the pages at one day, George. I was thinking I can do this or we can do this, but you know, I can probably do it if, on my own if, you, if you're not available but just maybe doing a live and going through all the pages because they have so such good content on these facebook pages these fan pages of these classic movies and just movies in general and uh seeing what i miss because i mean they are constantly po i love it these movies and these actors some are some are with us some are not they are keeping them alive and i just cannot say thank you enough for all that you do and speaking of classics Georgia, we have a straight-up soap opera, like, on Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital-type level, right? What is our movie today? It's In Name Only from 1939, which everybody who knows anything about cinema realizes this was considered the greatest year in cinema. Yeah. We had Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz, all these great... Movies And this one, a little bit lost in the shuffle because there were so mm -hmm. many great movies that came out that year. But you've got to see In Name Only. Uh, it's a must-see. But yeah, you're right, Moy. It's part, it's part uh, melodrama, but there's also a romance here, a beautiful love story. And if you're a hopeless romantic like me, <laughs> you will love this movie because the cast, production values, director, 
are just absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, is is these people are at their height of acting, and we don't need to tell you who Cary Grant is, and some of you, the, the the true film fans, they know who Carol Lombard is. Um, but if, if, if you, if they don't know who these people are, Georgia, can you tell them a little bit about our two main stars and, and Kay Francis, of course, is in this, but, uh, Cary Grant and Carol Lombard, uh, can you give us a little background on them? Sure. I'd be happy to. Cary Grant's real name is Archibald Leach and Cary Grant, uh, was now, is it Leach or Leach? To... It's Leach, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and up to this point, Cary Grant had made a name for himself in, screwball comedies just like carol lombard had and he had recently completed bringing a baby with katherine hepburn and this movie really demonstrates his range as an actor yes. and he can do dramatic and serious roles very well um carrie grant as you know went on to go on in the hitchcock movies even he did um suspicion north by northwest uh to name just a couple um and he is known as this amazingly suave debonair man look at the way he wears his clothes can you think of anybody else wears plaid or tweed like he does the man is just impossibly right. handsome right. and uh, uh carol lombard if she had not died tragically at 33 in a plane crash while she was selling war bonds mm -hmm. she would have gone on to be an even huger star she had already completed 70 movies by the time she died and she was making more money than any other movie star at the time she died. She was making about $500,000 a year. And she very smartly, without her agent, negotiated a deal to get the receipts of the returns on um, this movie that she was doing. And she went on uh, to do some more in another three years. She was previously married to the wonderful William Powell. Mm -hmm. And then she went, and there was a big age gap or difference between them, 16 years apart. Then she went on to marry... Clark Gable. And at the time she made this movie, her husband was making a little movie called Gone with the Wind. <laughs> and I just want to interject right there. There's a wonderful movie, so it's for free on YouTube, starring, oh gosh, the dude who's married to um to Barbara Streisand, very handsome man. And she's dead now. Jill, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Well, anyway, there's a they did a like a um, a docudrama about Clark and, and um, Lombard, and it was really good. I you know I don't know how accurate it was, but um Car but I I've heard rumors of Carol Lombard, child she was something else not in a mean way but she was one of the funniest most genuine real women in Hollywood and everybody loved her. Everybody loved her, probably except Clark Gable's wife, who he was married to when they started having their affair. But yeah, I mean, she she cussed like a sailor. She was she hung out with the boys. I mean, uh, her and Lucille Ball were um, best friends, and, and uh, one of one of the many uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz uh, movies about them. Um, it was Carol Lombard who, uh, in a scene, Lucy had dropped some spaghetti. They were having a big old party, and she had dropped the spaghetti and meat sauce she had made on the floor, and just she was just about to just have a meltdown. And Lombard and Gable might have been. They got on the floor, 
you know, with their forks and knives and started eating it. So she so she was just a real person. So go check out that movie um, with uh, Jill, what's her name, and James, what's his name? <laughs> but just search it. And it, it was really good, Georgia. Oh, you know, I, I can't stand enough good things about Carol Lombard. She is one of my absolute all-time favorite actresses. Yes. And if it wasn't for her, Kay Francis would not have had the wonderful performance that she mm. did in this film because they were friends. They had known each other. You know, uh, she had done, uh, Kay Francis had done a lot of films with her husband, William Powell. Okay. And so they were all friends. And uh, at this point in her career, although Kay Francis had done so many movies into the early and mid-30s, the Warner Brothers studio started giving her B movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, up to a certain extent, Betty Davis was now a big rising star and she was eclipsing Kay Francis. And oh. so out of the goodness of her heart and knowing her and with her great judgment, she said, I want Kay Francis in the role of Maida, mm -hmm. who plays Clark Gable's wife. And what a wonderful casting Yes. That was to have her because she practically almost steals the movie in oh, my yes. book. Yes. And she, you know, that's one of our queens. And I, I every time I see her, I, I discovered her, you know, kind of late in life. You know, everybody knew Betty Davis and Joan Crawford and everybody like that. But I I had no idea who Kay Francis was. And what, so when I saw her, I just fell in love with her. And of course, she was a clothes horse. So, um, and that's so interesting. And so, also in Carol Lombard's legend, just being super generous and not um, a diva and all about herself, she got William Powell to be in one of her funniest movies and best known movies, Our Man Godfrey. She suggested him. He had he was just uh, still in mourning, sort of over Jean Harlow, and that was you know, and like I said, she was married to Gable, and for her to suggest him, you know to kind of get him out of the doldrums, out of the, out of the slump that he was in over Gene um, Harlow, she suggested him to be in the movie, which was really generous of, of her because she didn't have to, you know, ex-husband, and they're playing love scenes and such. So kudos to her. Oh, yeah. Oh, and why can't we have people who mentor each other and encourage each other, women doing that. That just speaks bombs for her. She just did not like any pretense. Right. You know, she was very spunky. And, you know, one of the things about her, you know, my being a veteran that I really appreciate about her was that she, very early after the war started in January, you know, because, uh, you know, the Pearl Harbor bombing occurred in December of 41, January of 42, she went on a war bonds tour. And of course, that's when, you know, uh, she was killed tragically in the plane crash. But the thing was, is so many people admired this woman that President Roosevelt himself declared her to be the very first woman killed in the line of duty during the mm. war. And he posthumously awarded her uh, a Medal of Freedom, wow. which I thought, was, yes, yes. <laughs> so... Yeah. And yeah, gone too soon. But boy, what a luminous, radiant beauty and what a heck of an actress. Right. We could do comedy and Everything. serious roles, just like our man, Cary Grant. Right. And all three of these actors are playing against type. Yes. Kay Francis, too, because in the movies that I'd seen with Kay Francis, she was either a heroine or a victim this time she totally does a 180 yes. and she plays the wife 
from hell. And, <laughs> it was and, delicious. Oh my God, she's butter, good. As I like to say, wouldn't have melted. And her eye love this. She is one of the best on-screen villainesses, in my opinion, in movies because she's not throwing fits. Her voice barely barely comes over a whisper. She is she's almost sociopathic. And Carrie Grant, I laughed my behind off when he totally said, he said, you must be crazy when she started threatening them. And we're going to get into the movie. And so, yeah, let's stop all this Lombard love fest. And all. Girl, let's get into this movie. Because it, y'all, okay. if y'all love the good, oh, I don't, I haven't watched soap operas in a million years. But if you love those good soap operas, some of us may, I, I don't, I wasn't around when they were on the radio. But, you know, I'm a 70s and 80s kid, so um, some of the 90s. But I'm a like I say, young and the wrestlers in Dallas, and you know we always go on on Falcon Crest and all that. So it is a soap opera. But Georgia, it was I found it to be realistic. So let, let's talk about the plot. So Georgia, what goes on in this movie? What is this about? I do too. Well, you know it, there is a love triangle, um, and uh, so we have this very handsome, wealthy man, uh, but he's unhappily married to Kay Francis's character. And uh, they, he has a meet cute with uh, Carol Lombard. And of course, everything is just easy and natural for them. And Carol Lombard is everything his wife is not. Um, and we soon find out her real motivation for marrying Cary Grant. And it's not for honest reasons. And so Carrie, uh, even though, you know, this is... Uh, when the code is still in effect, I think the amazing thing about this movie is that you feel sympathy for a man who falls in love. He's a married man. He falls in love with another woman, which is to me, it's amazing that they were able to do this mm -hmm. because back then everything was against infidelity. Right. Everything was against love affairs, that sort of thing. But in this movie, the way it is so skillfully written and acted you really, really feel such empathy for both Cary Grant and Carol Lombard mm -hmm. and the wife you just love to hate. Man, I was sitting there. I wanted to pick up something and toss it at her. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Well, yeah, you get the impression that Cary Grant is somewhat of a player. And, you know, even Maida's best friend, her oh, name yeah, is. Oh, uh, talk about that. <laughs> That thing. Now, they had some real witches in this one, man. I'm going to give it to them. Oh, yeah. Some it, uh, her name was Suzanne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a, hey, if, that is like the worst kind of best friend a wife can oh, have. I mean, God. she's like making a play for her husband. Oh. And uh, the amazing Helen Vinton, believe yeah. it or not, was from and lived most of her life in Houston, Texas. Oh, so that accent was real. It was real. Okay. I, I love you know, her. I, I love her movies. She's always uh, like this, you know. But to me, I'm going, well, you know, I'm thinking Maida. I mean, what woman wouldn't fight to the death for Cary Grant? Absolutely. Good Lord. <laughs> the Absolutely. man is impossibly handsome. I don't want to give away too much, but I do want to say this. Cary Grant does ask Kay Francis for a divorce. Mm -hmm. And you will see all of her conniving and deceit unroll. I mean, it, yes. you will just see it and, and you just wonder. This is a very unpredictable movie. Will these two 
ever find happiness? You gotta watch to find out. You gotta watch it, but it is it is a master class. And like you said, you you want to pick something up and throw it at Kay Francis. I'm not saying what's the old saying? I'm not saying it's right, but I understand. Like you said, who wouldn't fight for Cary Grant? He was rich, he was gorgeous. And um, so I, I'm not saying it's right, but I understand. But I, I get it. I totally, totally get it. But let's just park it right there. Okay, because you've right when you said earlier, Kay Francis almost stole the movie because in every scene you were watching her because she was a master manipulator. And, and again, if you want to write a villainous, go look at this movie and I, you had to purchase it. Um, it's on YouTube for, I think about two ninety nine, three bucks and Apple, same price. Amazon was a little higher. Um, but yeah, if you want to understand, like if you have a very manipulative person in your life, so this is obviously, this is Kay Francis and this woman has managed to wrap these three fully grown adults around her finger. And I called him Dr. Simp. Because she was so masterful at getting people to do her dirty work. She, she, I mean, and she, this is one of her best acting. Because, she, you know, she's always suffering. And she's, like you said, she's always the victim in her movies. But this time she was a masterful web weaver. You know, I love a good witch, you know, take out the W and add a B. I love that. So if you want to write or want to study a good character, a villainess, her, and then our girl, and there's so many good villainesses. Um, of course, Betty Davis and taking it when she was a villain, her and Regina and the Little Foxes kind of give you this, Kay Francis kind of give you sort of that vibe. And then um, the extreme of that is uh, the lady, the actress, and, um, and, and oh gosh, the movie we did for, <laughs> I think it was one of our Christmas gifts, um, not Backdoor, George, I may have to look it up, but um, we did a, a reaction video to it. Um, Secret Door, that's a shame. I can't. I'm gonna have to see what it is. But she and I, I said I think the Disney villainesses was was based on this woman. You and I did this movie, and of course, I, it's, it's escaping me. Um, but yes, study this 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 performance and Kay Francis, especially the garden party where she where she totally manipulates Doctor Simp. And gets him to do her dirty work. Girl, I was like, go ahead and do it. Because <laughs> she was just so good at it. And I am not encouraging manipulation in any psychopathic behavior whatsoever. This is a disclaimer. But if you have someone or know someone in your life like that, and you're like, man, I think this person is playing me, I think you might want to. Um... And there's uh, Norman Hay. <laughs> says Kay Francis is good when she's bad. No type in there. Yes. <laughs> hey Norman. <laughs> she totally, totally is. So yeah, if you want to see if somebody's playing you, this is perfect, a perfect class. Now, Georgia, what do you think about that? I I girl, I enjoyed every moment she was in a, in the movie. Yeah, she was brilliant. But you know, I'd seen her in these other movies, and so this was such a revelation for me because I watched, this was the second time I watched this movie, and then I took notes. Right. She just does a look, yes. and then a subtle raise of her eyebrow. She never raises her voice, never. ever. Never, never. She can display such malice. Ooh. 
And I was just floored by how she pulled this off. Yes, um, yes. I just thought, my gosh, you know, it, you know, such a contrast to Julie, played by mm-hmm. Carol Lombard, because she's so caring and uncomplicated, and there's no, she's just no artifice about her. Right. And so they did a beautiful job of contrasting the two characters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I girl, so another so that the garden party and then um what was the other scene uh when they um well so let me just show you this is the garden party. Girl, she did that when she so so this is when uh poor and poor Julie, like I said, just so unsuspecting, like a lamb to the slaughter. And girl, look at Cary Grant's face. Girl, he's like, girl, if looks could kill, he he is shooting lasers at her. Like, I don't believe this BS. So I've been in situations where there's been the other man. I've been in more, not me personally. I I wasn't, I wasn't cheating. (laughs) But other people were cheating. (laughs) And there was a confrontation, not a conflagration and girl is so uncomfortable and and i've been in carrie grant's shoes where you like you know what's going on you know and you just can't believe it's happening and i and georgia do you know any master manipulators like uh k francis yeah i used to work for one (laughs) (laughs) she was my boss Dang. <laughs> wow, wowzers. So what happened? She, what happened? She was Corolla DeVille. She ate puppies for breakfast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, but, but I just wanted to say, Cary Grant, if you watch him, you will realize why he is the legend that he is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he plays this devil-may-care rascal. But he just so effortlessly nails these dramatic scenes, the witty lines and the even the tender moments. But look at what he does because notice his facial expressions, his body language, the twists yes. and the turns. Yes. That's why Cary Grant has such staying power and why he was in so many of the big time movies. Right. Because he wasn't just a pretty face. Right. He could bring it with his acting. And remember, he played a villain too. And what it was a suspicion with um, oh, yeah. John Fontaine. He played a, a a villain, so he could. He just, you know, he, I think he was a victim of his looks because he was so good looking, and they didn't take him seriously like a lot of women. You know, and fortunately, you know, Elizabeth Taylor suffered a lot from that. And then unfortunately, she got, no, she got one or two Oscars and such. But um, a lot of women, um, like Hedy Lamar comes to mind, um, you know, just so beautiful. You know, they didn't get taken seriously. So, yeah, that's such a thing as pretty pr- privileged. But in certain quarters, you don't get taken seriously if you're, like, gorgeous or beautiful, and especially in men. And I think... I I don't know. I don't know if, if you ever thought about that, but I think that's what happened to Cary Grant because he could literally do it. All. He was an action. He did action movies. He could do it all, you know. Fred McMurray, you know, he, he didn't look as good as Cary Grant, but when he was younger, he was quite handsome. He could do it all. And girl, okay, look, we uh, not too long ago when we did him and um, Barbara Stanwyck um, in the film Nor Double Indemnity. Fred McMurray should have been 
nominated. He may have been nominated, but I don't know who, if he was or wasn't. But the apartment. So when he played these scumbags and, you know, played a game. Now you can, not so many of the Hollywood people could do that, Georgia. Those two come to mind, but I don't know. Uh, Edward G. Robertson, even though he wasn't gorgeous, he could do it. Not too many of these actors could really be that versatile, you know? Well, you know who I was thinking of when I was watching this movie, especially the Kay Francis character? I thought a lot of Joan Crawford because I thought, well, you know, this was the kind of character that she specialized in. But while Joan Crawford's character gave us a reason to feel like a little bit of sympathy towards her, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, this Kay Francis does not. You do not feel any sympathy towards her. Yeah, um, no. And I and and I'm glad they wrote her like that. That you did not feel any sympathy. But as a wife, I um you know, you don't want anybody infringing upon your man. So even if you want him or not, it's just a it's just how it is. Oh, and, and a husband. You know, it's just it's just a respect thing. It's just it's crazy. It's sheer crazy. You don't want him, but you don't want anybody else to have him. I mean, it's just it's crazy. So I understand. I agree with the sentiment, basically, but the the tactics were diabolical. Um, and and the motivation was diabolical. But I respect it. <laughs> the tactics. And now, Georgia, can you, I also respect, she never got emotional. I mean, she shed a few crocodile tears and such. So, so this, this scene, this is a, this is a really good scene. And and she was playing 3D chess and everybody else was playing checkers. (laughs) She was like five steps ahead of everybody, girl. And um, she was supposed to go, she was going to get the divorce and I ain't gonna give too much away, but girl, she was playing 3D freaking chess and y'all up there playing tic-tac-toe. And so, um, I, do you admire that? And if not, you know, if not just her, but we're not admiring a psychopathic behavior, but did you, did you have any respect for her game at all? you like, hell no, she was a witch. I think I go on the side of uh, hell nah. She was a witch. <laughs> like I said, I was I was try- I wanted to throw my popcorn at her. I just wanted to pick up something and just level her. <laughs> Look at this gown, by the way. This uh, full so far. All hi hi to all our audio listeners. Uh, you'll hear this. The, re- uh, the audio podcast it is next week. Um, she's wearing this lame, and girl, I was like, okay, is it gold? Is it silver? This uh, lame maxi halter dress uh, with the singe waist. It looks like she has some type of jewelry. Um, Norman, if you're still there, you can chime in and tell us what you think this is. Gorgeous dress. I don't. We'll we'll see who did the um, clothes. The clothes weren't too too much. They were for the time period, and, and they reflect the status of, of the each character. Um, Georgia, what kind of dress did you think? What color could you guess this dress was? Or did you? you know I thought maybe it was gold. Yeah, gold or silver, and I I want to say gold because yeah. it was Chris. Yeah, because it was Christmas time. So yeah, let's go with gold. Let's go with gold. Um, but see, I respect her game like I respect Gus Frank's game from um. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Because, yes, he was the devil incarnate. Everybody on the show pretty much was the devil. But he was a demon straight from hell. 
But Gus was so cool, and he got everybody else to do his MF and dirty work. Girl, I respect that. I'm sorry. I'm not saying this right. But I know people like that. And so, Georgia, how do you counter? Like you say, you worked for somebody like that. Were you able to counter their moves? or How did you survive that? Or did you not survive it? Or what happened? Well, eventually I moved on. Another opening came up. Uh, and so I moved. I made a lateral transfer to another office. So I was out of her grips. But I just never tried to. I tried to stay one step ahead of her. And... <laughs> that's what I did you know she could have used her powers for good or for evil and she chose evil so I was like just don't sink to that level be the good person that you were meant to be yeah you know? that's what I say but you know uh-huh. one of the things that I really thought was cool about this movie was um the legendary Irene did the fashions oh, wow. and I looked at the Carol Lombard's outfits and you know I, I at the time they would have been considered rather casual but now they seem kind of extravagant by today's mm-hmm. standards, but I thought, you know, that those clothes that she's wearing are so fresh and modern. I I thought, oh my god, I'd love to wear something like that to work tomorrow. Oh yeah. And and the, and then the, the way they did Kay Francis was, I think that was supposed to be the epitome of the way that a chic society woman would dress at the time. Okay. And so she her clothes, I think, more reflect her personality because they are except for the gorgeous gold lame or silver lame dress. Norman says, Norman much... says it's gold, uh, uh, George. He, th- he votes for gold. Ah, he votes for gold. Mm-hmm. Yay. I agree with you, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, her clothes, she's got the wider uh, shoulders and, you know, they're much more, I think, tailored okay. and structured, and uh, which would befit her social standing and her personality. And okay. so, um, you know, she, I, I think this was a little bit different. It was more of a departure from the way we'd seen her dress yeah. in some of her other movies, but it really fit. So they did a good job okay. with reflecting her personality and her wardrobe. Yeah. I was trying to find more of her wardrobe, like full on. Um, but they don't have too much. She wore a lot of nice hats in here, almost kind of pill box before they were pill box hats. Uh, and I saw a lot of Russian uh, like the uh, country Russia, I, I saw a lot of kind of Russian influence. Um, let me try to find that as well. Um, now, so back to my original question, I have had master manipulators in our family, and um, I was a child when most of it was going on, but then I kind of encountered some of these people as an adult, and oh yeah, some people on, like I say, on a job. And they were nowhere near level. One of them was kind of Kay Francis. No one was near level uh, Gus Frang on uh, on Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. But um, I, 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 how can I put this? Um, as an adult, I thank God He's given me the uh, the ability. They call it spiritual discernment and. You know, you suppose and and atheists and whatever non-believers, Christians, just plug your ears up, or you are more than welcome to log off or whatever. But you know, you see, give you the the gifts to you know, see people's see through them, and 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 when they speak, look beyond what they're saying and really digest and understand what they're saying. And um, when I when I get that that 
that manipulative vibe from somebody, I just ask them what they mean. Cause so so something's wrong with me, Georgia, because I I'll ask them beyond the question. I say, say, oh, so you mean this, or you want you're talking about that, and that diffuses the whole situation. Or I do not engage like that, um, and then they move on to another victim. Cause they're like, well, I can't have any fun with this. Cause it is fun. Cause, cause Kay Francis was playing cat and mouse, cats, you know, cats, Paul with, with all these people, almost everybody in this scene, she had manipulated and she was the puppet master. Y'all, y'all have to see this movie. This is, it's so modern. I was like, man, Georgia, didn't you feel like this movie was contemporary? I did. Surprisingly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really contemporary. So look at those hat, the hat, and look at the the prints. I love the prints on um, mom. This is a uh, mom's hat back there. Um, Carrie Grant, and James Coburn. Shout out to him. Oh, Charles, Charles Coburn, I believe as it is. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, he he he's. I don't know if they dyed his hair. There's a wig, but just, you rarely see him with not white hair. But he was good. He played uh, Carrie Grant's father. But yeah, girl, this this scene, guy, y'all gotta see, cause this scene was just like kaboom. It was literally Kay Francis marking her spot, lifting her hind legs up and say, "Here, you, this, <laughs> I'm marking my territory." I'm, and I want all y'all mofo's to see it. I, I'm, I, Georgia, I, know, I respect. I'm sorry, it's it's horrible, horrible person. Okay, so the end, cause we kind of wrap it up, girl. Did you expect that ending, like? The the exposure, the, the, I don't want to say too much, but the the revelation of it all. Did you expect that? Because I I hadn't seen it in a while, and I totally forgot. No, no. Uh, but I was like, I, I wanted to cheer. Wowzers. You know, mm-hmm. the whole thing just really surprised me about how it ended. I did not see that coming, um, and I was still so taken by the fact that. <laughs> Even with some pneumonia, Cary Grant looked impossibly handsome. <laughs> right, the man's on. Yeah, we don't want to give too much away, but yeah, he he got ill. <laughs> the man was just good looking, and I mean, and he has that cold black. Even when he got older, you know, obviously he was older. You know, those people smoked and drank a lot. But um, let me. I wanted to find like kind of like that Russian influence. Um, one of those. This is not totally right. Let me look at it. Go do another one. Um, but yeah, he was still a, a great fox. He was, And girl, he, remember he pulled that young woman because he married Diane Cannon? And she, oh, girl, yeah. she could have been his grand his granddaughter because he was mad old when he, he married her and had a baby and all this kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, let me let me share this one. Kay Francis have kind of like this Russian type romantic, almost Dr. Zhivago before Dr. Zhivago type so i don't know uh norman is still there was there was there kind of like a, Ru- a russian revival as far as fashion because the the russian you know world war ii hadn't happened yet and so make you know there's always these periods when um like we saw Kay francis when we were norman and tom and she had this tudor outfit on this medieval gown on so they these influences but yeah so this might be like some kind of wool maybe and girl like i'd have stole all the clothes i'd got fired from my job because I have stole all the clothes. They're like, where is the whole freaking wardrobe? Oh, we saw Maya like loading it in the back of her truck, her car, or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, y'all ain't gonna use these no more. Y'all don't need these no more. But yeah, just dress to kill. Look at the turban. 
So I guess it's, yeah, like a turban type deal. And just killer. Clothes horse. Clothes horse all the freaking way. Uh, oh, it says Persian lamb, collar, and sleeve. Norma, how do you know that? Well, y'all, you know, for those of you, maybe it's your first time. So Norman is like a, a fashion guru. He's, well, obviously he studies all this stuff. And he also um, uh, is a costume designer, is a, is a way, way to say it. I hope I'm not saying that correctly. But girl, Persian lamb, I'd have stole this. I would have totally stole it and gotten fired. And it'd have been worth it because I look fabulous. But <laughs> anyway, Georgia, I'm going to give you the last thoughts. Um, yeah, he says turbans were very popular. I tried to wear a turban and I look like a dang fool. George, you ever tried to wear one? No, no. After washing my hair and getting out of the shower, I do. <laughs> you had a little genie turban. <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> no, you have to wear it in public for it to count. <laughs> nope, can't say that I do. But uh, I just want to say this has such a satisfying ending in many ways but you gotta watch because yes man it's it will tear you up this mm -hmm. is a, a heart-rending movie to look at you've got some powerful and heartbreaking performances yes. um and i just want to say i really love the way carol she's carol lombard has got these close-ups at the very end and i mm -hmm. want to tell you pay particular attention to, way she, to the way she handles the final scenes, many are, of them are an extreme close-up. Yeah. Not a false note no. here. And no. I just, I, I tell you, there's like, she plays love, loss, fear, even mm. a little jealousy, it's all there. It's just beautifully done. Uh, and then there's little Peggy Ann Garner in her very first movie. Yeah, that so kid good. was kind of a hoot. Oh, she was hilarious. And so I know yeah, that. She, she says, is that... Is, is that his mother? Yeah, yeah. Kay Francis <laughs> throws down a gauntlet. She shots fired, comes to visit uh, Carol Lombard's character. And when she leaves, little cutie pie. See, that's how I was. Now, I ain't gonna lie. This little girl, and Norman, you, you know what I'm talking about. This little, I, little girl was more believable than the little girl in the shadow of a doubt. They should have totally cut that role out. You know, sorry she wouldn't have had a job. But this little girl was more believable because she was precocious without being unrealistic. She wasn't annoying. She was like a realistic child. And I'm saying that because I was like that because when when Kay Francis left, she was like, is that his mother? Is that Alex's mother? Car um, Carrie Grant. Girl, I almost fell out the bed laughing. I was like, oh no, <laughs> she did not just say that. So even a little girl know y'all was faking it. <laughs> she didn't know y'all had no sexual chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that sounds like something I know I, I've, if I didn't say something almost similar to that, I've say, said stuff like that it, to, to Pete. And I said it to one of the adults' face, and I was about her age. Uh, I just had a quick story. My my uncle, one of them, who is married to the master manipulator. Um, I was six, this little girl's age, and it was Christmas, and she came over skinning and grinning like a French Quarter mule in my face because um, I was like the princess. I was like the spoiled brat of the family, and everybody knew it. So she came over, skinning and granite. My uncle, I was the apple is I, I was like the favorite kid. Okay, I'm just telling you what it was. He, and he would bring me these toys and all that. So of course I loved him. So my, my mother said, oh, Moya, this is your um, uncle's, and I'm not going to say their name, your uncle's new wife, so-and-so. And she's skinning and granite, all teeth. Oh, hey, Moya. 
And kids could spot a phony. We smell a phony, you know, when you're a kid a mile away. And um, so she looking at me. And first of all, don't disturb me whilst I'm playing with my dolls. Strike one. So she came over skinning and grinning. And I saw right through her, Georgia, and the rest of the uh, audience. I said, I don't like her. Like that, girl. The record Ooh. scratched. People put down the beer. The party, the turkey started tasting differently. My mom was like, boy, you don't see that. <laughs> Girl, the Al Green record scratch. They're like, they're like, my mom like, boy, you don't see that. So she hated me. Well, forty some years later, she it was all it was on and popping between me and her, and and I was right. Because later on, my mom, you know, like hearing them talking, like, you know, they could say how they really felt. They were like, you know, they just, nobody really liked her. She, she, but she was like, made her. She was like, Kay Francis. So anyway, y'all, I'm sorry. I had to steal all that tea. But Georgia, I'm going to let you have the last word. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I, I just wanted to say, I, I, you had hinted at this earlier, but you know how life imitates art. The thing about this movie was that um, while uh, Carol Lombard went through the exact same thing, she was waiting for, you know, uh, I'll say his name, Clark Gable's wife to give them the divorce Mm -hmm. before they could. And so they married the same year that this movie was made. And so I thought it was kind of interesting that that happened Mm -hmm. the same year the movie was made. The two of them, Clark Gable and Carol Lombard, got married. And she went through the exact same thing, waiting on the wife to get that divorce. Mm -hmm. So Right. And and cool, like I said, I'm a wife, so I'm prejudiced because... Girl, you ain't gonna kick me out of my spot without some kind of and I and I and I think it's been so long since I heard it, heard that story. You know, Mrs. the soon to be ex Mrs. Gable. You know, they gave her some assurances and some you know some doodads and what have you. You know, like that. So, girl, if you if you gonna get moved out your spot, at least get something. You know, but girl, but Claude Gable was like a little gold digging social climber himself. We'll save that for another late for another time. But if you want to know what I'm talking about, um, there's this great youtube channel um and shout out to steve hayes and ashley says so as well and and um i always claridite radio i mean they have good stuff on there um and some others like i'm sorry i'm blanking on but uh i think it's called vintage hollywood or something like that they, they talk about clark gable just do a search and girl clark gable was because he had been married at least twice before and he would marry older women and he would like social climb and you know and Gold, he was a male gold digger, according to these people, according to these people. I don't know. The only thing that I'm probably in the minority about this, Moya, is that I would have loved to have seen Carol Lombard and William Powell uh, longer together. I, I would have picked him over Clark Cable. Well, you know, she said he was a bore. And she did. And the man, look, she said, look, he was so anal retentive and had OCD, obsessive compulsive door. His socks, he would put them in a drawer and it would be lined up like, you know, how cigars or something are lined up like that. And she just said he was an absolute bore. And I was like, and you know, we saw she's a firecracker. So he wasn't doing it for her, homie. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. And but Claude yep. Gable. In the movie with uh, the guy who married to um, Bob Streisand and Jill, what's her name? I can't remember. Girl, they, girl, they was getting down. Uh, Claude Gable and Carol. It was very sexual, their relationship. It was love, but girl, they was getting it on, okay? 
Look at Georgia laughing down. <laughs> it, it, the movie really emphasized that. And I was like, okay, well, y'all making me blush. All right. It wasn't anything vulgar, but I mean, it was a highly no. sexual relationship. So, you know, hey, it, it more like, hey, most delicious relationships are, you know. But we're going to leave that alone. We're going to leave that alone. Georgia, is there anything else that we want to talk about in name only? Go, Guys, please look at this and let us know what you think. Come on, hit us up on Facebook, YouTube. We want to know what you think. Georgia, what else you got for us? Just the thing to watch on a very cozy, amazing autumn day, perfect movie. Yes, yes, you will love it. And it goes by so quickly. And it's, it's not just, is there several scenes and there's several uh, layers to this. You know, it's just not one long, big, you know, it's, it's nothing repetitive. Just when you think it's, oh, it's acts, that's what I'm trying to say, several acts to this. When you think it's over and it's not, it's so it's really, really, really good. Well, guys, that's all we have for you today. I'm, so guys, for How Betty Davis Saved My Life, I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget the audio podcast will be uploaded um, next Saturday. And our next movie, I always forget to say this, uh, our next movie is, I don't know, it will be a late to the party live. And I did pick it. And of course, I did not write it down. And so I forgot it. So we will be live again. Well, I will be live. Georgia is MIA again. So um, on the 28th, we will be live right here on Facebook doing a late to the party. Something delicious. I will post it on Facebook once I figure out and remember what it is. So you guys take care for How Betty Davis Saved My Life Life Lesson. This was full of life lessons, wasn't it, Georgia? Good night, nurse. Yes, it was. Delicious, like you Delicious. said. Delicious. Adios, Norman. Thank you for tuning in. And the rest of the people who watch us, we really appreciate you. All right, Richard Dempersfield, what's going on, sir? <laughs>